The DSO Connect 2021 retreat is right around the corner and registration is now open. We are heading to Cape Coral, Florida, July 23rd through 25th, and we also have a virtual only option. Spend a weekend with other like-minded, creative, goal-oriented studio owners. The weekend includes two days chocked full of amazing seminars by the DSO Connect team, including yours truly, and one day of implementation sessions where we sit down together and get stuff done. So by the time you leave, you've already got things checked off your list. You'll leave feeling rejuvenated and have an actionable plan to build your studio into a thriving business so you can live your best life. This is an intimate weekend where we all stay in the same fabulous waterfront estate together, so space is extremely limited. Included in your stay is all the amazing content, the implementation day, swag bag, seminar workbook, food and drink for the weekend, including adult beverages, your lodging at the estate, and the priceless connections that you'll make with all the other studio owners. Plus, you'll get a one-on-one follow-up coaching call with one of the DSO Connect team after the retreat to help you stay on track. For more information and to reserve your spot, head on over to dancestudioownerconnect.com and click on the Retreat 2021 tab. Don't wait too long because space is seriously limited and these spots will go fast. So again, dancestudioownerconnect.com and click on the Retreat 2021 tab. We can't wait to spend the weekend with you. Welcome to the DSO Connect podcast. I'm Casey. I'm Robin. How's it going, Robin? What's happening? Oh, you know, it's a uh, spring concert time coming up around the corner. So this is our last week of regular classes, and then we get to have a nice holiday weekend, and then we're in two weeks of production rehearsals, which is always exciting because it's a change of pace and. You know, the kids don't have their regular classes. Instead, we just do rehearsals, getting ready for the show. Class moms are in the house, which is always great. I love the class moms. We have Project Crock-Pot, so there's food. It's like a party down in the green room. And, you know, the show starts to come together. You start to see the costumes, so that's always exciting. People get kind of rejuvenated for those last two weeks. How about you? What's going on in your world? Oh, well, we just started sending out um, registration packets and class placements. So, of course, I've got some upset parents in my inbox, which is always just such a fun time. Um, But yeah, we've got recital coming up, too. We've got about we've got one more week of one more full week of classes and then a couple of days of rehearsals and then then the show, which we're doing originally our plan was to do everything without an audience and just have like 15 minutes on stage for each class and just film it and then have a video premiere event later on um but now that capacity restrictions are being lifted we can actually have an audience in the in the space so i was thinking about creating an actual show like reworking the whole schedule for the day and making you know like a series of short maybe 45 minute performances but it was, I kind of tested, took the temperature of a couple parents to see what they thought about that idea. And I, they all agreed that it was just too close to the date to change the schedule completely. 
So instead of doing that, we're going to keep the same exact schedule with the classes one at a time on stage for 15 minutes. And then we're just going to invite an audience in to see that group. Mm. So that way, you know, parents still get to see their dancers on stage. Um, we don't have to change the whole schedule. And, um, and it still incentivizes people to come to the video premiere event that we're going to mm. have later on um, in September because they won't be able to see all of the numbers all of the dances they're just going to see their own kids oh um, so that's yeah. a good idea that's yeah good idea. so we should talk about placement today yeah uh, and definitely. how how to handle parents both before during and after the whole placement situation not just the parents mm-hmm. but the the children too yeah um that seems like a timely topic that we're both kind of um in the midst of right now oh yeah for sure so i have um my registration packets which have been pretty successful i will i'll do a live video in the dso connect community just to show everybody you know the the anatomy of the registration packet that i hand out but basically it has the summer schedule the fall schedule and um their placement letter and the placement letter is basically a registration form it has a list of all of the recommended classes and all they have to do all the parent has to do to sign up is check the box next to the classes they want to take sign at the bottom and then turn that form into the front desk and then we register them so it's been and and that registration form has their summer classes and their fall classes recommended um so that has been really successful with getting people to sign up easily because it's so simple. Um, so what I also did this year is, Robin, I included your letter about the rungs of the ladder. Um, oh, great. Yeah, which I loved. And hopefully that will kind of curb some of the um, some of the angry emails or upset or disappointed emails. Um, so and if you're unfamiliar listeners, this is Robin's letter that she sends out every year with her placement. And Robin, I'll let you explain how, you know, what it says, but. Sure. So I think what's important is for you to reiterate this um, concept again and again and again in a lot of different ways so that when you do mention it, people are like, yeah, 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 I know all about that already. It shouldn't be the first time they're hearing about it as they're also seeing their child's placement and being disappointed in it so you need to kind of be proactive with it Um, but the concept is in each class there is going to be a variety of skill sets Um, and within each class there's we, we call three different rungs of the ladder there's the bottom rung where a child is new to a class and they're very excited and you know the material is all new maybe they're in with different group of kids than they've been dancing with that what usually when they get in the car at the end of the day they may say to their mom oh my gosh this class is so challenging i'm learning so much there's you know their adrenaline is pumping they're just you know but the the reality is that all the material is new and they're just kind of getting used to and acclimated to all of this stuff. The second rung of the ladder is when they start to become familiarized with the patterns. They start to become more comfortable in the routine of the class. And that's where the real work starts to happen. That's when they actually start mastering the skills and they're not just skimming the surface. Um, And then the top rung of the ladder, which is the most important rung that a lot of parents want to skip and dancers want to skip is where they 
the dancer is the leader and the role model in the class and they already are you know pretty familiar with the the class curriculum however now is the time to really refine it and perfect it and work on the um the the finer details and usually by the time a child gets to this point parents are itching to move to the next class move to the next level but we need to um, make the parents ex understand that it's very imp it's detrimental to have that child skip that rung we want them to be confident we want them to be leaders in the classroom we want them to you know really kind of seal in the juices of the of the the material and then they go to the next class and they start at the bottom of the rung so that's kind of the gist of that yeah i love that because it gives such a clear visual and like you know skipping the rung we all know what happens when you try to skip a rung of the ladder you wind up falling yeah <laughs> so it's like a very clear image um and if you are interested in the exact verbiage of the um of the letter it's in our bonus content for the membership in the member vaults um so if you are a member of our member vault you have access to that exact letter um yeah. and i i just took it and tweaked it a little bit mm -hmm. to make it you know more pertinent to my studio and then put that in the packet as well yeah and when i was saying that you should um have it you know reiterate it throughout the year another thing that i did in fact we just did it last week my son nick filmed me talking about it and then we put that in our kajabi membership site for our studio um, which is another thing that um i started doing this year so we, we subscribed to kajabi and we're able to put um this is kind of a side note but anyway we put the video in the in the membership site the the letter goes out um you know several times a year and that way by the time the parents get their placement they and and i also talk to the students about it because the students aren't online you know looking in the membership site and the students aren't reading the letters that you know come through the parents email so it's important that we actually say these things to the students as well absolutely absolutely because the the parents really are taking their cues their emotional cues from their kids mm -hmm. if the child is happy with their placement the parent is not going to be disgruntled and come back to you saying you know well uh, this is a waste of my time and money and blah blah blah, blah. right so <clears throat> so robin how do you handle those parents who um those parents and students who are dissatisfied with their class placement and um you know want to have a meeting with you and are concerned about you know well if my child isn't progressing then this is a waste of my time and money right so this year we did our company audition well we always do our company auditions in may so it was evident at the end of auditions that we were going to have to address two families um two girls didn't move with their group so they remained at the top rung of the of their group and um i kind of knew that some atten special attention needed to be given to them so what i did was i gave the parents a heads up i emailed them before the placement came out and i just said hey um that they needed a little bit more time in their previous you know level and um, i was available to talk to them about it and also to talk to their dancers and the, both of the parents really appreciated that heads up um one of the moms did not get the email in time and the daughter was blindsided by her placement when the other children um you know were talking about it so she 
at it kind of didn't work but then when she saw my email she did say hey i really appreciate you reaching out yeah that's a great way to to address it to give the parents a heads up ahead of time i think that's a, a really good idea especially if you know some of the class is moving up but there's a few you know being you know kept at the same level um i kind of wish that i had done that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and the other thing I do say is I am willing to talk to parents anytime throughout the year about their ch child's progress, anytime except 30 days after placement results. Mm. Because the thing is, you sh if you're so concerned about your child's placement, then we you should be t worried about it all year long is my child doing the work is my child progressing throughout the year don't wait until you know the report card comes out and then wonder why um you know your child didn't make the grade when there's nothing we can do about it now what, the time to do something about it is in january so another thing that we can do preemptively is um we can i, I do goals meetings so starting in january i open up uh, to my company dancers, 30-minute slots where they can come in, dancer and parent, and just talk about their progress, their goals. They get their, their class evaluations in um, the first week in January. So they come to the, the goals meeting, and I have a printout of their evaluation that they've already received, and we go through it point by point. It's a good starting point to get the conversation rolling, and I can say things like, um, wow, look, Miss Brooke thinks that you're doing a fantastic job in, you know, in modern, and oh, but Miss Miss Amanda is saying that you're a little chatty and tap, you know, that kind of thing, and, and then we can go a deep dive into all of those things. Um, but that's the time to be talking to the kids about, you know, well, if if your attendance was more consistent, we would be seeing more improvement and, and we can give them goals. And the parent is there to hear those. That's when they need to be working on things. Mm -hmm. Don't call right after the placement letter comes out and then act like you were surprised. <laughs> yeah, I love the idea of doing evaluations earlier on so at least they have some of some sort of a clue mm -hmm. <laughs> as to how they're doing we've been doing um the evaluations come out at the end of the year with the registration packet so that's part of the whole thing that they get but i like i i think we might change that up next year and do evaluations earlier and that way that will spark the conversation a little bit more and it also gives them time to to course correct before auditions you know and it's not like because if you get the the disappointing news at the end of a school year it's really easy for mom and child to sit down and be like well maybe this is a good time to try swimming or switch activities or switch studios because it's already the end of the year why not give them the evaluation um you know mid-year they have time to correct it and then you know they can actually see and the whole point of goals meetings is what is your goal? Your goal is to, you know, be promoted to a different company level. How do you how do you get there? What are the steps we need to, to take to get there? So that could be good. Yeah, I love that idea. I think, I think I'm going to go ahead and do that next year. <laughs> so what I ended up, oh, here was something that came up in one of the goals meetings. One of the moms said, um, okay, so you, for years and years and years, the way I would give placement is I would send an individual email to everyone and I'd say Casey your placement is pearls 
Susie, your placement is diamonds. As opposed to making a list, like a, a roster, like a team roster, I would only tell each dancer their placement. Because for obvious reasons, you just don't want to have other people's business in front of other people's parents. And, you know, I just thought it was less drama. So one of the parents during the goals meetings this year suggested, she has three kids in my program. So her experience was like magnified by three. But she said that as soon as the placement emails go out, all the texting and all the phone calls start happening. And basically all the families are, you know, it's like they've got their scorecards. They've got it written out and they're like, all right, you know, so-and-so is in, said she's a pearl and so-and-so said she's a diamond and so-and-so is a this. And they're trying to put the puzzle piece together on their side. And the, as a mom, she said, that's really stressful and traumatic. Like, why don't you just do like the school play would do? post the cast list or you know the soccer team would just post the thing on the bulletin board and this is this is who made JV and who made varsity and I said all right well let me give that a try so we did that this year and what happened was one of the dancers screenshotted it and showed it to all the other dancers in class I guess it went out around four o'clock in the afternoon they arrived and one of the before the moms before some of the moms got to talk to their own kids it went out and the and they were sharing it with each other so you know kids can sometimes be a little bit um tactless and you know if someone didn't move with the group then that requires some delicacy with um does some tact right so you know these young kids are like look you're in this group i'm in that group blah, blah, blah. so that made for some hurt feelings so i i think where we went wrong is by sending it out at four o'clock in the afternoon we should have sent it sent it out maybe on in the morning or, or something so that the parents could um have a chance to address it yeah or maybe like on a saturday evening so they have right a whole weekend or saturday morning even so they have a whole weekend to right to digest it before yeah to the studio right yeah so the two girls that um were disappointed i did end up meeting with them and their parents and one of the things i said to them um was do you think honestly that this placement is correct and they both looked me at me and they they were like yeah it's correct um and it's it wasn't a surprise i mean every the dance studio that they dance in on Wednesday nights is right above my head. And I, I, it's a Horton, there's a Horton class on um, Wednesday night. And I love watching them in Horton because the progress from September to June is amazing. And once they start getting that, anyway, I just love some Horton. So I run, I usually run up to watch their warmups and I can also hear them when they're giggly. So, um, you know, I go up and I, talk to them and I and I say hey oh my god I'm so impressed or hey you guys are you know getting a little silly up here so it, it's not a surprise so when you sit down with them and you talk and you say are do you really think that this placement is correct or incorrect they knew they knew because every week I'd say girls what are you doing <laughs> or awesome that's great keep it up and then they would slip the next week. So I think that it's important to ask them to be honest and, and to say what they, you know, how do they assess it, especially in front of their parents. Oh, yeah, definitely. 
Yeah. And the other thing is we want to make it clear that there's no benefit that studio owners get from holding a child back. We're not maliciously trying to hurt people's feelings. Right. It's not like out of spite or out of like, we're not trying to punish anybody here with these placements. Right. And in fact, it, in many cases, th- this is a really important point to get across to your families as well. In many cases, it would be so much easier if I just scooted you along. Right. It would, I wouldn't have to have this meeting, I, which is uncomfortable. And, you know, I, I'm running the risk of losing a customer. Um, I can avoid that. And in some cases, moving to the next level means you're going to pay more tuition because maybe you need to study an extra hour in that package. So by holding you back, I'm not gaining anything. The only so why would I do something that's uncomfortable, might make me lose a student and, you know, prevents me from earning a couple more bucks a month? Why? Because it's the right thing to do. Because I care about you and your growth and I know that you need to spend time at that top rung. And you know, I'll also use kids as an example who have done it like champs. You know, sometimes girls, their bodies are going through some weird growth thing where they're growing, you know, in one direction and not in the other, and they can't find their center. And, you know, they might have to spend some extra time in a group. And I I do have one girl who has had this situation, and I praise her publicly every chance I can get. Um, at the auditions, I made a public announcement about her. I was like, I'm so proud of her for sticking it. She trusted the system. Her mother trusted the system. And now she is thriving because she built her house on a strong foundation. So anyway, I think that explaining to parents um, that there, there's really nothing for us to gain by holding them back. The only reason we would do it is because it's the right thing to do. And we want them to have that foundation. Absolutely. I think that's so great. Like, I... We know that as studio owners, but I think it's like not something that we like instinctively want to share with our customers. But I think being transparent about that actually helps them understand the rationale a little bit better. Sure. And and I don't think that there, I mean, if you think about it, what's wrong with actually saying that to a parent? Um, yeah. And there, and I'll even go so far as to say, you know, in the past, um, I would say, in most cases when students leave our program, it's because they don't like their placement. So as soon as I start scooting people along because I don't want to lose customers, my credibility is null and void. Like now no one can trust the placement. Now you're talking about favoritism. Now you're talking about, you know, placement decisions that are made based on decisions or based on things that have nothing to do with you know, the child's actual placement. So it's happened. I mean, it's happened. So just to follow up and wrap this thing up in a bow, um, what I have done, like last night, I had one of those girls come in with her mom to just do a follow-up because I noticed that every time I go into the studio to peek, she is dancing full out and she's got this great look on her face and she's not, she's separated from the other chatty Kathy. So like she's, it seems like she's doing all the right things, but it's only been a couple weeks. And I have asked the teachers, is this a show for me 
<laughs> for my benefit or is this you know something she's doing consistently and the teachers can kind of confirm that it's better but it's not 100% consistent and then you're just honest with the student is it true that sometimes when I'm not in the room you know you you're kind of you know doing your old kind of getting away with you know just not putting forth the full effort and they're usually pretty honest and and she's like yeah it's true and I said well why it's really just a choice and that's the other thing that you can really emphasize to the student is I don't really decide placement you decide placement you decide placement yeah you have to make the choice to do the work right and it's a it's not that you're incapable of it we wouldn't ask you to do something that you're not ready for i'm not asking you to do 32 fuete turns i'm asking you to put forth your best effort all the time consistently and you can do hard things mm -hmm. so i think that when the parents hear us talking in that way of course oh and the other thing is i last night when i met with her i t made sure to tell her how proud i was that she decided to keep going instead of quit because it would have been really easy for her to say this is just too hard I'm not really interested in dance anymore I just don't love it mm -hmm. and leave or go to another studio and you know where they might give her the placement that she desires um, so you need to just also make sure that the mom hears how proud you are that she decided to not give up and she decided to keep marching in the right direction because that is in essence what this is all about it's about teaching our kids the life lessons right and teaching mm -hmm. them um not to give up in the face of adversity and not to right. throw in not, the towel. not everything comes easily mm -hmm. like if you want to achieve something you have to work for it you can't mm -hmm. just go through the motions literally and not <laughs> do the work right and the other thing is um, we don't have 12 levels so everyone doesn't move to a new level every year mm -hmm. it's not like school where if you didn't move you failed it's not like that at all um, and parents need to kind of hear this sometimes um, you know you're gonna stay in each level for as long as you need to be you're gonna go through the rungs and sometimes that takes two years sometimes it takes three years sometimes it takes one year and it depends on the effort that you put in and which is a hard pill to swallow it also kind of depends on your facility your your physicality because dance is a physical activity it does depend on you know some kids are blessed by mother nature with a you know a body that just wants to do ballet and you know other kids have to work a little hard for that turnout or work a little hard for that flexibility and that's just the way it is it's just the way it is and certainly uh, the student that works super 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 hard and doesn't have that you know that dancer body in quotation marks um, can certainly excel past the dancer who looks like a ballerina but doesn't care or doesn't have a good work ethic but having as many of those things come together it it does matter all of these things matter so i think that the key is just communicating with parents mm -hmm. and communicating regularly and don't act like it's some sort of a top secret um decision that's made in one day based on an audition or a placement test 
it's something that we're looking at constantly and I'll tell I tell parents we have a a living document that is our placement wish list for next year and it is constantly moving and we're constantly talking about it like what is it going to look like for summer oh she well she's kind of in the between these two let's see what she does mm-hmm. and we'll even tell the kid we're looking at you for a, a move but these are the things that we need to see so that it's it's not a big secret it's not like everyone's in the dark until the day that the placement comes out and everyone's surprised that's when i think we're going to have problems is when we blindside our parents yeah i think that's so important just to be transparent and, and have the conversation be ongoing yeah yeah for sure so that's probably the hardest part of our job i would say i think so yeah yeah it's- because like I don't like disappointing people. <laughs> I don't want to see my students sad or right. upset. It's right. not something that I enjoy doing. You know, this is hard, and I I wish that I could move every student up every single year. Like that would be awesome, but it's it just will, not the yeah. reality. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, heavy sigh. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that like the timing of it is tricky too because it's the end of the year what we want to be doing is looking forward to the show and having lots of high energy and enthusiasm and instead now we have upset families Mm -hmm. and that really puts a damper on things so i'm actually i do have a meeting scheduled where i've i've offered a meeting um to one family in particular and I'm actually looking forward to it because I want to, you know, tell this student how proud I am of her, that she has improved. Like, just because you didn't get moved up didn't, doesn't mean that you didn't improve at all, you know? Right, right. And, and one of the things that parents sometimes say to me that it's one of those cringy moments is when they say, but my child has worked so hard, as they should. That's baseline. That's baseline. And guess who else has worked so hard? The girl next everybody else. The girl next to her. So, you know, it's not first of all, don't compare your kid to someone else. Mm-hmm. And secondly, um, we would expect you. Let's it's like what Shiloh said in last week's episode. It's like showing up is baseline, you know, yeah, like that you're putting on pants. We expect yeah. you to do that. <laughs> Yeah, do do your best. That's expected, and then we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think that um, well, good luck with that meeting, and Thank I think that, I think that you're doing the right thing, and you know, keeping that communication open. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because now in these days of social media, I know that you're pretty good about not having um, your customers as your Facebook friends, and I've um, done a lot of house cleaning of that this past year. Um, for a variety of reasons but i still see some things on social media and you know the vague booking where you know a mom is like it's so hard to see your child go through such a painful experience and then all the other mommies are like oh my god you know she's so beautiful and it's like okay (laughs) let's not be so dramatic you know, it doesn't like, have to be. It doesn't have a to saga. be. No, because kids are. And the other thing is, your kid is disappointed today. Guess what? They're going to be disappointed again in life. It's going to happen. They're taking like the parents take the emotional cues from the kids. If the kids are mm-hmm. upset, the parents will be upset. But the 
kids take the coping cues from the parents. Mm -hmm. If the parents' immediate reaction is to send an angry email to the, to the studio director, then the child is going to learn from that lesson that all things can be amended if you throw a temper tantrum throw a temper tantrum exactly yes yeah that's that's a really good point that's a really good point yeah and life's just not that way right and it's not the way it works every saturday i go uh we have company rehearsals on saturday and i take about 10 minutes at the top of the rehearsal to just go up and talk to them about you know whatever seems pertinent that particular week and i and i asked them the week after the audition i said um raise your hand if you were have ever been disappointed in your placement and of course a lot of them raise their hand raise your hand if um you ever didn't get the grade you were hoping for on a test high hands go up raise your hand if a boy that you wanted to go to prom with didn't ask you to go to the prom hands up i mean and i said to them there will be disappointments around every curve in your life um it just happens and i mean as studio owners every day you know oh so and so is moving uh, we need to replace her as a teacher oh um you know this family is withdrawing because of whatever like disappointments disappointments every day i can curl up in a ball in my office and go under my table my desk and cry or i can be like okay disappointment what's the solution move on and we need to teach our kids that you know you need to when disappointments come your way just I'm trying to use some sports analogy, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not fluent in sports. So I don't know, like catch it, d what assess the situation, put some, put the solution into action and move on. You know what I mean? You didn't get the placement you wanted. What do you need to do to get there? All right, do it. The yeah. end. Move on. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So. All right. Well, should we wrap it up? <laughs> Sure. You want to do a happy moment? Yes, please. Robin, what was your heart happy moment this week? So last, uh, Genevieve, my granddaughter, goes to sleep at 7 p.m. And she's on a very strict schedule. And it's thanks to her mom, Allie. Allie is, is a very, you know, she's a wonderful mom. But she, the child is delightful at quarter to seven. And at seven, she's, it's clear. It's her bedtime. She's like rubbing her eyes and she's fussy. And oh. so she's like, she's clockwork. So anyway, I usually try to get home by 6.30 so I can at least spend a couple minutes with her. So last night I run home and um, I walk in the room and she's having her bottle. I was a little late. She's having her bottle and she's looking like she's nodding off. She sees me and she like <gasps> brightens up. She like pushes the bottle out of her mouth and she's trying to sit up and she's like so excited to see me which totally melted my heart oh, and I sat with her for about five minutes and just asked her how her day was at school and everything but then I said you know I could tell Allie wanted to put her to bed so I gave her back to Allie and she started to cry her little lip came out and I oh. as I left the room I heard her crying and I, I looked back in and I was like because I wasn't sure if she was crying because I left. And she's looking at the door and she's reaching for me. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, she that, loves her Grandma Robin. It made me feel very loved. I didn't like seeing her cry, but it did make me feel very loved. And she only cried for a minute and then she was passed out because it was 7 o'clock. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is so sweet. 
It's neat when they get to that age where they start recognizing people and they know who their people are. And um, I'm glad that I get to see her on, you know, regularly enough that she she knows me. That's awesome. That was what a great feeling. Yeah. How about you? Um, let's see. Oh, I was able to make a salad with the roots of our garden. Oh, very good. Did you have to buy anything or was the whole garden from your salad, whole salad from your garden? Um, it was a very simple salad. So Mm -hmm. it was just like lettuce and radishes and, um, carrots. Nice. So it wasn't very fancy. Oh, and I put like some slivered almonds on there, which was not from our garden, but, but yeah, it's just so nice to like sit down and be like, Hey, we made this. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, my son Alex can relate to that. Now he's, we've got the the goat milk and the chickens. We got meat chickens and egg chickens, and we've got a lot of pork in the freezer. And oh, wow. he he really like takes pride in the fact that he's providing food for our big family. That's so cool. So I totally relate to that. That's great. That's awesome. All right. Well, Robin, it's great to see you. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. And um, listeners, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. That's the easiest way to help our show. Um, And if you haven't yet, make sure you sign up for the DSO Connect Retreat, which is July 23rd through 25th in Cape Coral, Florida. Um, We're very, very excited for it. I can't wait. We are deep in the in the depths of preparation for it and working on our presentations and seminars and it's just going to be it's going to be so awesome i can't wait i'm i'm super excited for the budgeting part of it (laughs) because that's my brain but um yeah it's gonna be really awesome yeah we have really good content that that we're working on yeah we've got some great content to to share with everybody so we have a few spots left um if you're if you've been thinking about it, if you if you're hesitant, if you have some questions, don't hesitate to reach out. You can email us at dsoconnect6 at gmail.com or you can message us on Facebook. Um, we'd love to chat with you, answer any of your questions about the retreat. So we hope to see you there. Yep. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening and we will be back next week with another episode of the DSO Connect Podcast. Bye.